why don't you go and help her out and see what mm. was going on? So I went there to the lobby and who is that was waiting in the lobby? Of course, my wife. You were you yeah, <laughs> which is still at this moment again, we don't really like each other. Well, we don't, nemesis, yeah, yeah so we, we right. saw each other and I remember her face as much as probably she remember my like, wow, you really? Antonio, thank you. It's always nice to talk with you. Because we did this last week, wasn't it last couple week? A couple of weeks ago, yes. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I had some trouble with my cameras, <laughs> which happens every now and then. So, Antonio, you've been kind enough to come back again. No, thank you. Because we spoke for an hour and something minutes, hour, oh, almost yeah, yeah. 20 minutes that time. Yes, yes. So, it makes it good because this time, yes. we basically know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. How yeah. we're going to go through. Yeah. So, let's start off with the very first thing, which is, where were you born? Okay, um, I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, so I'm Venezuelan, uh, and uh, I, I'm from a small family, um, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Your sister uh, older or younger? Is older, my sister is How older, years three older? years older than me. Are you guys close? Uh, well, we used to be, uh, but I've been out of Venezuela for so long, to okay, tell you okay. the truth, so I haven't really been um, there for a while. Right. Um, I keep in touch, of course, and we, we, we make sure. But Does she have um, kids? She no, she, she's single. She's okay, single. So yes, yes, Does yes, she yes, live yes. with your parents? She lived with my mom. Unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was a child, nine years old. Um, so my mom is basically being the, the sole parent in my, in my family. But do you remember when your father passed? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, yes. It, it was an accident, so yeah, it, it brought a lot of uh, emotions at that moment, and of course, still. Um, so I was nine years old, and, and of course, it, it was uh, the time that we needed to raise up a family. So my mom, again, she became sole parent, but at the same time, we, we what became... Did you, what did your father do? Uh, she was, he was a travel agent. Okay. Um, so when times were... Uh, when you needed to go to an office to buy you your plane tickets or your uh, trip tickets and all that. So my dad was that person that you will go to make it happen. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think indirectly or directly, I, I think I got what I do every day now from him. Um, even though I don't, I don't recall that much, but I remember him making... Things happen for people, and, and ever, that's one of the things that I do. His, did he ever take you to the office with him? Uh, yeah, for sure. He, yeah. he owned his own travel agency, so yes, I, I remember a few days spending time with him in the, in the office. Again, seeing people super excited about what was coming or what was about to happen, buying these tickets that will take them somewhere else to another country, to another, for a journey, right? Um, so I remember that. I remember a little bit of, of those uh, really, really, I would say, service part of my dad life. Did your wife take it over? I mean, not your wife, I'm sorry, did no, your mother no, take it no, over? No, no, my mom is a school teacher, so she was seeing a completely different uh, career path, and she, she was, again, in also in love with her job. Wait, wait, you told, now I'm, I'm starting to remember, because yes. I, I, I talk with a lot of people on the different podcasts, yeah. so you told me your mother refused to make, sh she made sure that you were never in the class she was teaching. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, and, yeah, we, and, we, and I don't know if refuse is the right I mean, word, but, but we she agree on not doing it. Yes, not exactly. to do that. Yes, yes, so, yes. And then when you were about to come into a class, she retired. Yes, exactly, that's correct, that's correct. <laughs> so, so I, again, I don't know if you refused, but we, we both <laughs> agree. I went to the, to the same school from elementary all the way to high school, and my mom was there through all the whole years. Were the times ever hard because she's a one-income person? Was it difficult for her? Well, I will say so. I will definitely say so. I think, I think we, we then limit, needed to limit some things um, right. within our family, of course. Uh, but again, we, we grew up to, to appreciate what she was doing and how much she was doing actually to keep the family going. Right? Yeah, how's she doing now? Oh, she's all right. She's okay. She's, she's, a, and she's in this city that is called Valencia, which is like a two hours away from Caracas. Mm -hmm. 
again, is, is something that unfortunately Venezuelans deal with it every day. Uh, so they're very resilient on that. They, we, right. they, they just need to make sure that they need to make sure that they have what they need to you, yeah. live every day. It's, yeah. it's, it's a sad story for a, such a beautiful country, but well, that's where we are. And the thing is, it's not only there, it happens worldwide. Oh, yes, unfortunately, so yes, it yes, yes, unfortunately, yes. And if you can, certain areas you can be in, and it's when people feel a lack, when they feel yes, they don't yes, have yes, 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 enough, yes. where they feel that, that's, yes, that's yes, the yes. sad yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this, so you stayed there till you were 18, when you, at 18, where did you go? So when I was 18, mm. I enrolled myself into a hotel school uh, to learn um, hospitality decided, more professional. You decided to yeah, do yeah. That? Again, I felt that always kind of the calling, let's say, or, or the connection with service industry. I wanted to make sure I do something related with service. Why? I'm not really sure. Again, it might be something connected with when I was a kid with my dad dealing with the travel agency. Um, but I felt the connection with the with the service industry. What did you do in school wise? How were you? What were your favorite subjects in school? Uh, well, you know, my mom was a, a social science teacher, mm -hmm. so I would say those history, geography, uh, economics. So probably that I was more into that side than mathematics or, or more mm -hmm. analytics. Uh, but I I don't think I connect that with my career. Uh, I felt when I joined actually the the hotel school. This was a hotel school that you needed to live in, so it was a boarding school that you actually. But didn't you have to qualify to get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to go through a through a test that lasted like a week, and then you basically got in. And you you passed it right. And away. then I w I would yeah I went there the first time yeah yeah yeah. So big again I I was really into that I was feeling that okay this is what I want to do, so I moved from from Caracas to another city which is uh, around twelve hours away from Caracas and moved into this hotel school. No English yet. No English yet. All Spanish. Okay, okay, all okay, Spanish. Okay, all Spanish. And okay. then uh, this hotel school, basically, again, it was a boarding school, so you need to live in a hotel. Mm -hmm. And while you were learning, you were also practicing and cooking and servicing and so many other things. Right. Um, so being there, it became the opportunity to actually improve my English and have an experience and an internship outside Japan. Wait, oh, sorry, outside Venezuela. Wait, they had you teach... They, they taught you English at the same time? Yeah, they did. They did some basic English and French in the, in the hotel school. Because... Of, wait. Then you were dealing with real customers? Yes, real yes you were oh, dealing so, with so real customers. So a lot of customers. them were from overseas? Yes, but again, we, uh, my English was quite basic, was really, really basic. So I didn't really have the, probably even the courage to do it. Um, so I kind of, I would say, probably limit myself much to my Spanish. And, and yes, I, I was trying to learn a little bit of both English and, Japan, and French. Um, then, the, again, this opportunity came up to move to uh, Bahamas and work there for uh, it was actually a, a six months internship that it was extendable. But did they, did they, when they, when you went to the Bahamas, then you'd have to know English. Not really. I couldn't mm -hmm. do that in Spanish. So I did that with in the really Bahamas? basic, yeah. Well, I, I learned the hard way. So when I got <laughs> to Bahamas, my English was, again, neutral. It was n none. Then um, I started working in the kitchen. I was, again, 18 years old. Okay. I was working in the kitchen. Uh, hardest part of that was I was working for a uh, really good chef, his name was Antoine, uh, but he was French, so his accent was also super strong, and I was trying to catch up his English, but also it was for me very hard to understand what he was saying. And my second boss was Italian, so I have all another completely different accent trying to learn what, what they were saying, and so I have a really hard time trying but, to get and it. And you told me the story last time where you couldn't understand what he's saying until you go get something. Yes. And you come back with maybe cheese. And yes. you say, no. And then <laughs> yes. you go back again, you come back with celery. And you yes. say, no. Yes, that, that <laughs> so I will go back to the walking, because again, it was cooking. I was a cook. So I will go back to the walking 
and coming up with three or four things that you, please show me which one you want. <laughs> and like that, I kind of start growing my vocabulary. Okay, this is what you want. Okay, what's the name of this? And then kind of from there, I start working on it. Okay. So This it, is all happening within a matter of months because yeah, you were yeah. 18. Yeah, I was so 16, 18. So I was six months in that right, in that hotel. Time, it was right? it was in a club med. Right. So I worked there for six months and then I extended for another bit more. So I stayed there for I would say around eight months altogether. Then I realized, okay, it's probably I wanna look for something else. Um, so I went back to Venezuela and I wait, met wait, wait, after the Bahamas. Yes, after the Bahamas. I, I came back to your extension took you to the Bahamas. Yes. My my hotel school basically gave me the internship to the Bahamas. For four months. For eight months. But you did how many months first at the hotel school? A year, more or less. So I, I started this hotel at 17. I left oh, Venezuela. Yeah, I okay, left Venezuela okay, okay. on 18 years. I got you. Okay. So um, then I went back to Venezuela, kind of looking, okay, what's next? What can I do next? And then that's where actually I met who is my wife today. Um, so I met my wife in the hotel school. She's Japanese, but she grew up back in Venezuela. My father-in-law used to have, oh, well, my father in law but Japan, when Venezuela was such a great, great country and rich country there was a lot of investments from different countries mm -hmm. so there was a big investment of Japanese businesses in Venezuela um, minerals and oil and things like that so my father-in-law used to work for a company that basically split uh, minerals from Venezuela uh, called Cobeseco or Cobelco right now uh, so they used to live in Venezuela so I met my wife at that moment of course we just met um, in the hotel school um, and we were very competitive, so I really didn't have any... We were in the same class. We actually went completing all the classes. We were cooking together. We were serving together. But we, did, we were very competitive with each other, so we didn't really have any connection. Right. We were, she was in her things, I was in mine, and we didn't really have any connection on that. No, time. wait, let me, let me find out about her again. So she was raised in Venezuela. Yes, yes, yes. So her first language was Spanish? Well, she, her first language is Spanish, yes, 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 yes. But she can speak Japanese. She right? speaks Japanese, and, and she went to high school in, in the U.S., so her English is also... It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys were competitive while you are in this school. Yes. You knew each other, but you didn't know each other. Yeah, you we, knew, we, you knew, we, you, you yeah, saw we each, knew other. each other, but we tried to kind of... I, she, she probably would say we kind of hate each other, even though it was no hate. Because you were, but we were, yeah, we were, Why, very were you guys, Were you two the top of your class? She was, and I was trying maybe to catch really? up. She was. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely she was. I, I won't consider nowadays like that. But again, but, I but was you very still, into, you into, into that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really into hotel hospitality right. overall, and I wanted to make sure I, I kind of catch with her. Right. Anyway, so again... Even though we were in the same class, we didn't really. We tried to uh, avoid being it right, right, together. together. We had different circles, etc., right. etc. Et so you guys weren't dating or anything. No, like no, 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 no. We were the furthest thing away. She as was just, far away as that. <laughs> she was just okay, guys. Yes. So then what happened? From then there? I got another opportunity now this time to go to Hilton Head in okay. South Carolina in the right. U.S. Again, my English was better, so I kind of actually now apply for a, a better internship. I had to say that my English was better, even though it was not really yet in the level that we needed. Um, I learned English from a French and an Italian boss in Bahamas where everybody spoke with a really strong Jamaican accent. So it was really, really hard for me to move to Hilton Head Island where people were actually, Speaking why you speak that way? You're from Venezuela, et cetera, et cetera. So kind of that's where basically, okay, I, I'm gonna, I need to put a little more emphasis in how I'm going to speak and how I'm going to talk to other to, to, to members and guests. Right. Um, so I got the opportunity to move into an internship in Hilton Head for a company called Crown Plaza. So okay. Crown Plaza now belongs to Hilt Intercontinental. Okay. At, that, at that moment, they were below by Hilt uh, Holiday Inn. So at this moment, it's Intercontinental. Then I, I started working again from the ground up. 
I was working as a, first of all, as a buster, just cleaning, helping cleaning, and basically the internship will take you all the way to an assistant, assistant restaurant manager. And that's basically what I did. Okay. Um, so I spent almost two years in that internship. So even though the internship was meant to be for six months, I was having so much fun and I was learning so much that I actually kind of keep standing it, extend, extend it and then well, they allow me because the credit is well, well worth it. Again, I was growing into this company. Uh, so I was, I was having a lot of fun and was learning a lot. But don't they have a grading system too for all the yeah, people Yeah, yeah, so you could so you put kept it, on yeah. doing well. You kept on doing well. And, and Hilton Head at that moment, I don't know nowadays, but yeah, um, Hilton Head was created as a, as a resort area for training and developing of hotel business. So in the case that when I went there, my hotel was like that, but not only that one, all of the hotels around the neighborhood were actually training facilities for people who, like me who okay. wanted to learn more about the business. Right. So we have people from the Hilton coming over and they basically learning how to do that. And so we have people from all over the country, all over the place. So we, in my, my house, we have five different nationalities living in, together in the same house. People from England, people from Hungary, I'm Venezuelan, another Mexican, and a guy from Germany. So we were all living in a house while we were actually getting trained for hospitality. So it was great experience overall. Um, and we had the opportunity to serve celebrities and because again, Hilton Head mm -hmm. is, is, is a resort, it's a destination for people like that. So we're able to serve uh, President Clinton couple of, uh, to a couple of times for his uh, New Year's festivities and things like that. So we were able actually to experience some of that mm -hmm. high end. So moving along with that experience, then I was there for I was probably the only Venezuelan who lasted that long. I actually, again, I keep standing it because I felt it was a lot of uh, learning for me. So I stayed there for long enough for, to become kind of the longest Venezuelan in the island. In that internship, right? Now I remember. Yeah. Now I remember, so, right. so then <laughs> I was in the hotel and somebody called me up, my boss probably called me up and said, ah, there is a new Venezuelan coming in. Why don't you go and help her out and see what mm. was going on? So I went there to the lobby and who is that was waiting in the lobby? Of course. My wife. You were, you were, yeah. you were, which is still at this moment again, we don't really like each other. Well, we don't, nemesis, yeah, yeah. So we, we right. saw each other and I remember her face as much as probably she remembered mine, like, wow, you really? <laughs> so we both were shocked to see each other now in a completely different country, in a completely different environment. Like, ah, oh, out of all these other people that were in that university, it has to be you. And probably she <laughs> felt the same way with me. Like, really, out of all these people, it had to be you. So, <laughs> would you. so you went to take her around. So, yeah, I take her. So I say, okay, well, I'm here. Um, I will help you and I will guide you through whatever you need. And she was going to work in the same hotel. So we said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make you, I should give you the orientation of the hotel. I pick you up tomorrow morning, we take you around the town, and we get you anything you need for uh, to settle down. Okay, then that's what we did. So the hotel, of course, arranged a uh, rent a car. So we went, I went to the rent a car to get the rent a car. And of course, we have rented or we have reserved a, a compact car. Right. So when I got to the rent a car, they say, actually, we don't have any more compact. Um, okay, so who's gonna, what, what are you going to do? And they said, well, actually, what we have, we had this convertible Camaro. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but it's the same, same price. The same price. <laughs> yeah, so you can just take it um, because that's what we have. So, yeah. of course, I took that car and I went to pick up Susanna, my wife, right? So, of course, she because completely was like, whoa, 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 what are whoa. you doing? And, of course, long story short, now we've been married for right. 23 so that, years. So, still the deal. Yeah. You went to a Camaro, <laughs> yeah. a convertible Camaro. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've so been married how long now? 23 years. 23 years. Yeah. And how many kids? We have two kids. Two kids. Um, Sara and Daisuke. Okay. Sara is 15 now, and Daisuke is 14. All right. Yes. So when did you, so after that experience, so you guys worked together for how long? So, okay, then um, she, she actually stick to her goals and his, her plans. So mm -hmm. she stayed there for uh, six months. 
while I actually continued there for a couple of more months, um, additional. Then after that, I decided, okay, it was enough time. I, I learned as much as I could uh, from that experience. My wife, Susana, went back to Venezuela to finish her school and, and, and get the graduation going on in that side. Then I decided, okay, now I would like to go back to Venezuela and try to bring some of the, this knowledge that I have now in this level of hospitality and work in a hotel in Venezuela. So I went back to Venezuela at the same time. We met again in Venezuela. Susana was already there. And then I got, I got a job into another hotel chain quite big in Venezuela where I work as a manager also for a restaurant. And that was kind of my point of, okay, let me try to get something that, I, again, something that I just learned, how can I bring it back? Now I was able to speak English, I was able to, to deal with, with customers, et cetera, et cetera, so I wanted to do that for a while. Um, so we decided, okay, what, what we're going to be, we're already talking about, okay, we are going to move ahead and Before we, we will get married. Before she moved first, was she, were you guys boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we be, after first. the Camaro, let's say the Camaro probably a right. few months after, um, we, we then became boyfriend and girlfriend, okay. right? So we started our relationship in Hilton Head. Oh, wow. And then she went back to Venezuela. I, I stayed there for a little, a little bit more. Then I catch up with her in Venezuela. Again, I found this job that I, I wanted to make sure I, I do. Um, and she finished her school. She said, okay, I would like to go uh, to Japan and explore to see what is Japan. She haven't really... She said she yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to. What was your feeling? Well, then I wanted to see where we... Like, we both wanted to explore an area. So we said, okay, well, let's do this. You, you go to Japan, you live there for a year, I will stay here for a year, and then we just keep each other and comparing and see where it makes more sense for us to grow as a family. Then after, I would say, eight months or so, we make the decision, okay, I think Japan is the destination. Um, Venezuela, again, it was... Even though I was doing what I wanted to do, I still kind of feel that, okay, there's something here that probably will limit my growth if I could stay here. Of course, Japan will bring a lot of more opportunities if we do so. Uh, my wife also f saw that. So we said, okay, let's then move to Japan. What year was that? 1999. 1999, okay. Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. So The bubble had already popped. Yes, the bubble already popped. Uh, yeah. but, but again, it, it, it was, a, I think, even that, of course, today I still feel that it was the right decision to make. Um, so we've been here since then, since okay. 1999. Right. So I came for a, for a World Cup because it was the soccer World Cup in, 20, in 2002. And we said, okay, maybe for a couple of years into the World Cup. Listen, I have seen two World Cups in an Olympic already, so who knows now. Wow, so okay, so you came here, you guys came here in 1999. Yes, that's correct. Together, and you've been here ever since. Yes, so basically, yes. So and there's, there's something else you told me too that mm. I didn't realize. Mm. You're no longer Venezuelan. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I just became I just became Japanese um, last month in April. And um, what's your Japanese name? My no, I actually kept my my name. Antonio mm -hmm. will be my name, but I, I will take my wife last name. So my, I will be Antonio Kumagai, which is my oh. wife, my family oh, wow. wife. Yeah. So you're you're on her toho now. Well, now no, this, the other way around. So now they all is come it, in my right, way. Yes. So right. yes, yes, yes. It's, it's been a very interesting experience that because of so that, right? right? So now, now until now, I actually belong to their, the family. The now family, right. they all had to be moved yeah, to my yours. family. So right. yes, yes, yes. So it's very interesting. And actually, one of the funny things that happened throughout the process is that when you get there and they say, "Okay, congratulations, you you are Japanese," the next step is, "Okay, you can choose a name." And basically... Don't they give you a book? Yeah, well, no, they give yeah. you a, a form that you have to fill. And I know, but don't they, don't they have a big book? Or, they used to, a long time ago, I heard that they had a huge book of Japanese names. No, I didn't have they didn't like that. Okay, that. Okay. No, well, it may, it may be before. Okay, okay. But basically, it was a, basically a blank piece of paper. You can, dis you can put the name that you like, whatever you like. 
You so, know. of course, we start playing with my kids. Okay, what, can, what will be my name? Et cetera, for, your, et cetera. for your last name, okay. No, no, no. You can choose a completely new set of names if you would like to. For your last name? For, for your Milji? For the whole name. Okay. So, you can... I could change my name to Lansley if I would like to. No, come on. Yes, and I And they'll could. accept it. Yes. I could change it to anything I would you know, like to. You know who I think we should give credit for that? Yes. Yeah. Sonsan. Why? Because they ah. told him he had to change his name. He said, fine, I'll take my business somewhere else. They said, no, 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 you can, you can yeah. keep it. So it was as so. flexible as that. Yeah. Uh, so what, what will be your name? And so, of course, when the question came, I was like, what do you mean? I said, well, actually, you can choose any name you like. What do you mean? I, don't, I, I couldn't really understand That's what they were saying. So yeah, any name. So, of course, it, uh, can, I come back to, can I come back to you? <laughs> then, we, again, we start talking, okay, what will be? Then we say, okay, let's, let's stay simple. Because, again, I, I wanted to make sure I... I bring this tribute to my father-in-law, Susanna, Susanna's uh, father, and keeping his last name, I knew he, I know he will appreciate that. So I say, okay, let's keep the name of Kumagai Did within you the family. Him? Did he you actually ask? passed away 10 years ago oh, or so. Sorry, yeah. But, but I, I know that what it will appreciate mother? that. He, her mother still is here. Okay, She's okay. with us here in, in, in Japan. Um, but then I, I knew he will appreciate that. So I say, okay, let's do this. And, you know, just let's not make it more complicated. Let's not change the name to Lance. I will change the name to Antonio. So I keep it that way. So it is, I do have a kanji and I have all that. But uh, that, yes, that. yes. That's so I became Japanese. Do you, know when they started, do you know you know when they started doing that by any chance? No, no, not really. Uh, because, yeah. Because they, they didn't used to do that. No. no so I, I, we started this process, I would say, two, two and a half years ago. And... I would say it doesn't really take that long to tell you the truth, but maybe because of COVID, things have become slower than usual. I, I'm not really sure, but it, it was two and a half years or so it took us to, to get from the beginning until last April 1st when April I got first yeah, so they, yeah, they called me and said, okay, everything is when and yeah. So now I'm in the process of getting the passport, which is something that I'm definitely looking for because mm -hmm. um, having the freedom to travel with, with yeah, a sure. Japanese passport will definitely change. And there are a few other things. Of course, that will come from, from that change. You, you can get involved in political things yes, now. Yeah, anything, yeah. I yeah. probably won't, but vote? yes, yes, yes. yes. You can vote? No, I can goodness. vote. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah, you can participate in the community in a bigger grade, for sure. So being here, when did the American Club, because that's where I met you. Yes. When did that come into existence? Well, How long into that? The American, I've been in the American Club for 17 years, that's believe right. it or not. So I've been there for before, middle, and after. Um, and I'm, I'm, you, I cannot be happier and glad that I am where I am and, and the environment that I've been, been able to experience throughout the years. Um, I was there when the old building was there in Asabudai and people start talking about renovations and things like that and people were saying, ah, you're all crazy, this is not going to happen. It's, we've been talking about this for the last 20, 30 years and I was the part I said, I think it's happening, I can see that happening. So, and it happened and so I was there when we closed that building and moved to Atacanawa um, for three, three years, years. Right. and then had the amazing experience of coming back to Asabudai to reopen that. So again, it's been 17 really good years in the club. Um, there are a uh, few things that actually connect me with the club a few times, and I think in the last time I, I talked briefly about it. Um, when I was in this small town going to uh, my hotel school um, degree, I was taking the, the bachelor, I got <laughs> I remember yes. that T-shirt, the a jacket. So a jacket. yes, yes, yes. So it was, it was that. It was something that again, right. it connected me with the. So I, I was in the university and I went to a secondhand shop. Now, how old were you then? I was eighteen. I was 18. seventeen, eighteen. Okay, right. Um, so I went to the secondhand shop and I found this jacket in Caracas, in Merida, which was the other city where I went to school, okay, okay. twelve hours away from Caracas. Okay. Um, so I was in this 
uh, university school, uh, city. Uh, and then I got this jacket from a second hand shop and it have the Tokyo American Club logo on the jacket and it says Tokyo American Club in, in Romagna. So I, I bought it. I automatically say, ah, okay, I like this jacket, even though I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know what the kanji meant. I they had no idea about Japan. Then, of course, I had this jacket. And again, let's Susanna at that moment, uh, a classmate, she saw the jacket and she realized, oh, wow, that says Tokyo. And then I, oh, wow, thank you. I didn't even know what it says. So thank you. Great. Um, so years passed. And I still have the jacket, even you nowadays. Still, still I still have the jacket right now. Do you know now. where it is? Do you know where it is? I have, I have it in my house, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I want you to take a picture of it and send it to me. I will. I have the yeah. jacket, yes. Yeah, of course, okay. I do have it. Yeah. Then then years passed, and we came to Japan, and the Tokyo American Club came out our way. And that's where we kind of connect the jacket. Say, well, that was the jacket that we bought 20 years ago in that small town, in that second-hand shop. And it actually was my wife being an offer, uh, getting an offer in the American club. So she actually was able to work in the American club way before I was, in the year 2001. So she had the opportunity to work in the American club and we felt, okay, that might be the connection. That will probably will be the end of that connection. Uh, unfortunately or not, didn't work out at that time. She actually moved on into doing something, something else. Um, and then a few years later, I got also a call from the American club, actually David Escalante, uh, who we have friends in common and we met, we have few, few, few uh, years of knowing each other. Then he called me up and said, listen, they're looking for supervisors in the American club. Um, are you looking for a job? And at that moment, actually, it was in between jobs. So I said, yeah, why not? So I came to um, interview and the whole process. And then I took the job 17 years ago, thanks wow. to the connection Thank with that jacket. So it was, it was that jacket that I actually went when I actually had the first connection with the American club. And you're still close with David. Because yeah, you yeah, for sure. Run together yes, 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 yes. So we run yeah. and we, we've been running almost se six, 16 years almost together. So. Now, did you, was that something you liked when you were in high school? No, not college? at all. I was never into sports. I, I <laughs> never, yeah. You're all academic. <laughs> no, you said more playing games. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say, I, I, I wish I can say that, but no, I was, I don't know. I was in my things. I, I, I was not a sport person at all. And so f my daughter, Sarah, was born 15 years ago. Uh, she's almost 16, August, she will be 16. So when she was born, I realized that I was really out of shape and I realized, okay, uh, I would like to, to be in shape, to be able to, to grow up with her, yeah? to, to be a better person so she can see um, someone who is like, healthy, somebody who is ready, full of energy and who can do things for her and with her. So that was kind of my commitment and I haven't stopped from that day. And your so wife was the same way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my wife also, mm -hmm. she, she's really, I just probably, again, she's, she's, we're both very competitive, so but she, she, she's she really. Had two, she had two kids. Did she have these, na I'm just curious, yes. did she have natural birth? Yes, 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 yes. And so as so natural as you can imagine. Okay, so yes. some women, because I watched my wife four yes. times yes. have natural yes. birth. Yes. But some women, you know, they tend to maintain weight afterwards. Did yes. your wife do that? Or she keep herself fit? I okay. would say as soon as she could get back into shape, she did. And she she's, is right she's now. She's always yeah. in the... Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she's in the, I don't know, some mountains today as we, we speak right now. She's like somewhere hiking. So she's always, she's always looking for an opportunity to basically, again, to get fit. She, she's, she goes to the gym every, I think, three or four times a week. And now she's, as I say, she's in the mountain right now. So she's always... By she's herself? Always, she's not, with some friends. So okay, she okay. have a group of friends that she does hikes every Tuesday. So she, they're, they're actually in the mountains every Tuesday. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. Well, yes. see, your family's so active. Your wife and you are so very active. Yes. No wonder your daughter's mentally and physically as active as she is. Now, tell me about your yeah. daughter. So, because she has a project. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, mm. so my daughter Sarah, um, during the COVID, 
during the lockdown, actually. Uh, both of them actually are, are big readers. They like to read. Uh, quite yeah, yeah. Sarah and Daisuke, they both like to read a lot. Um, it's something that we kind of put into, into their bases, so they're actually really into that. Uh, so during the lockdown in the COVID uh, part of the year, we, there was no school, there was no public library, the, the, the stores were closed, and they were actually running out of books. They didn't have any other books to read at home. And so they realized that, so what, we, what we're going to do? We don't have any more books. And Sarah got all frustrated about, okay, how can I make this a solution for this? And she also realized that was, she was probably not alone, that were other people actually looking for books as her. So she said, you know what? We were having dinner one night and she got all frustrated about it. And, and between Susanna and I, we said, okay, what are you gonna do about it? And she said, well, you know what? I'm gonna open a library. And of course, again, she's what, 13 years old at that stage? And okay, so how are you gonna do that? Let's, let's try to, to work on ways of doing it. And right there in the, in the dinner table, she put a project together. So okay, tomorrow morning I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna go around the neighborhood and I'm gonna collect some books. Okay, let's do it. Then that she did. And again, she, she started doing it with her brother, with Daisuke. They went around the neighborhood with a, with a car and asked neighbors for... Wait, so you live in a neighborhood where it's all houses. Japanese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So she's collecting Japanese books? She's collecting any kind of books. But yeah. of course, Japanese was the majority at that stage. So she went door to door, knocking doors, and so some people opened the door. Some people were so do afraid. Do your children speak both English and yes. Japanese? Yes, sir. So my wife speaks to them only in English. Right. And I do speak to them as much as I can in Spanish, and they go to Japanese school. Oh, so, so we they can speak three languages? Yes, 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 yes. So they, they do, they do, um, that's what, what basically we do in French since they want to. So my wife only speaks to them in English, and they, I do speak to them in Spanish, and they get the Japanese. So what's, that, what's the family language? <laughs> that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a lot of mix. Um, we try to avoid to, to mix it, to tell you the truth, but for example, I speak with my wife in Spanish, and again, I try to speak to the kids in Spanish. Gotcha. Um, so, that's, so that's basically, but, but they, because they spend more time with my wife, I would say probably that's the stronger language at home. What? Be, my English. English. Yeah, because my wife speaks English to them, right? Oh. So I think that's the strongest. And also, we, we, since, since they were small, we actually focus on making sure that they watch English movies or English TV series or English music. So there's, uh, un now until now, we actually have very, very small amount of Japanese media come into our house because anyway Japanese they will get it from the school they get it from their friends they get it from nowadays they get it from many other places but when they were small then we just focus on making sure that the English was actually the first bar okay. followed by the Spanish and of course getting the Japanese from the streets right, right, right. so that's that's how so in my house you can in three languages pretty much all the time okay. so I will be speaking to my wife in Spanish and they will probably Sarah and Daisuke will communicate with each other in Japanese and when we interact they will be either Spanish or English that's yes, yes, yes. That's so interesting. Yes. So anyway, so you set up the library. She so she, so, so she went around the neighborhood and collected books on that day. And then she, we live very close to uh, Tama River in Chofu. So she went to the river with, I would say, around 70 books, 60 to 70 books that she got from the neighborhood. So she brought that in a couple of camping chairs. And she sat down in the river reading the new books that she just found. So people will pass by and ask her, so what are you doing? And she, well, I'm just reading. You want to read? There's some books here you can read. And my son was with her. So basically they went there by themselves just to read in the river. Um, then people kind of start noticing they were doing that three times a week because there was no school, they were locked down, and people were looking for ways to actually get out of the houses, at least to walk by the river. So that was my daughter and my son sitting there with the books. So we, they start kind of getting attention from people passing by and say, oh, what are you doing? So again, then 
um, they, she started asking for donations. Well, if you have any books at home that you don't use or you don't need, please bring it. And then we, we, we just rotate and we give it to people. And there is no really any rules. And I think that's one of the things that, that actually make it very, very easy for everybody to follow. There's no rules. You can bring a book and take a book or you can take five books and don't bring any books. There's How many books do you have? So at the moment we have around 6,000 books. 6,000? Yes. But where do you keep these books? So, well, we, our house is full of boxes with books and so we rotate the books so make sure that the, the customers or the people who use the library get new books very often. Okay, okay. So now my, my daughter had developed this project into the way that actually she's now been working with big companies who support her project. Mm -hmm. um, so she's actually been able to do projects in shopping centers. Uh, so she, we bring the books to shopping centers and uh, again, we let people to take the book, mm. as many books as they want, but and we ask okay, for people wait. for donations. Now you have, how many books does she take to the shopping center? Okay, so let me just go on one second before with shopping center. So the library works right now every Sunday by the river, every okay. Sunday by the river. Oh, so she's still doing that? Yes, so we, we continue the library by the river, and that's her foundation of her project. So we keep doing the library, and she's been doing it for two years now. So she's been going to the library every Sunday for two years. Let's see, okay, but I'm, let me picture a minute. She has a little wagon with a bunch of books in it or something? She rolls that to the river? Yeah. Initially it was like that, okay. but now we bring to the library around 1,000 to 1,500 books every Sunday. So the wagon is still there, but it's not enough for where we bring, right? So how do you get them there? So we have cars, and I carry a lot of the books, and nowadays we actually even have volunteers to take the books to the okay. river. Oh, wow. So we have people who come to my house and they volunteer themselves to actually do that. Oh, uh, nice. And so we had that. So we take, again, around 1,500 or 2,000 books to the library okay. every Sunday. Right. Now she have a group of regulars who come and talk about and the am amount of connection that she had been able to develop within that community is amazing. There are so many people who actually so, dream it or some people who actually just met because of the books or people who actually haven't talked to each other for so many years, but now the book is kind of the meeting so point again. So what's she gonna do from here? Gonna so then, again, what's because her, now she, goals? so one of the things that she's now being able to develop is basically working with companies, again, that give her space to bring this li little library from the river to a shopping center mm -hmm. with the idea that people will take books and again, Connect. That's right. basically her main point. Uh, so we hosted one event two weeks ago in a shopping center called La Zona in Kawasaki. Mm -hmm. And we got, a, I would say, anything around 3,500 to 4,000 people coming to the library. So that's basically became something that big. So we brought in around 6,000. Yeah, she, she was there throughout the whole day. How long was the day? Uh, we started at the library opened at 10 and it closed at 6. Okay. So it was through the whole day and um, she organized everything through because, again, there's not much I can help. There's not really much that we can help on negotiations in Japanese because my Japanese is not that is as strong as she has. And my, my wife, even though we try to help, so there's she's, not doing, so it, she's yeah. doing everything. Okay. Um, so she organized the uh, musicians because, because it was such a whole day. She organized musicians, she organized mm -hmm. volunteers, she organized the books going to, into the shopping center. So the whole, the, whole, the whole day. Was this done out by the parking area, right? No, it's actually Lizonia. inside the shopping center. Oh, inside, inside the shopping, the shopping center. center. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. So it's, it's actually, they, they have oh, a little that big, that big green space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like, yeah, this, exactly, right there. Right there, there. And you can overlook it from the, from exactly the shopping center right. if you want to. Exactly. And they have some shops behind it. 
I know you're talking about. Okay, so that how, that was pretty successful. You said how many people came? Around 3,000, 4,000 people. Because they're also right next to the subway or the train Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's why it was so successful. Yeah, yeah. All the people so are passing through yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. So it's actually coming. And of course. Did she make an announcement or anything? Yeah, or well, she? she's been working with it, uh, this, this uh, building belongs no, I mean, to I me. I mean, during that time, was she, during the event, did she get on the mic yes. and say... Because basically, again, if you remember that location, they had two big stages for shows, and, and so they have musicians. She actually contacts some musician friends. Okay. Do you have, pictures? Do you have pictures of it? Yes, of course. All of right. course. Well, you're gonna yeah. give me some pictures. We're gonna put that out there. All right. So sh let me ask you this. So she's finished that. What about your son? What's Daisuke doing? So Do you okay. Then yes. <laughs> then the my son Daisuke. Um, realizing he also in the in the same area about COVID and people being at home being able to reconnect and he realized how much impact the library have had for people to being able to reconnect. While we are all talking about social distancing and all that, and so he said, okay, what can I do to bring that reconnection or to connect people again? We have books at home. Uh, so he actually wanted to have a safe space where people can come and just relax and read books and hopefully connect. So he went to the city hall in my, in my city asking for empty houses, you know, unfortunately in Tokyo there's a lot of empty houses around, especially in the suburbs, there's a lot of empty houses. So he wanted to see the possibility to get one of those empty houses to run, again, a safe space where people can go there to read the book. For kids? For anyone, anyone who is looking for a safe space to okay, read, okay. somebody that where there is no pressure, where you can just walk in and if you want to talk, it's fine. If you want to talk, there are the books there and there's free coffee here, there's free tea here, just okay, do... Okay what you think you so are. So what happened? So he went to the city hall and of course they all, no, no, that's impossible, that's not safe, how can we do this, etc. Et so of course the first answer was no, it's n it cannot be done. Being the family that Susanna had put together and the way that she, we've been trying to make sure that we encourage on doing those kind of things, my wife say, okay, you know what, what we're going to do? Instead of going through the government, we are going to do it at home. So Daisuke has been opening my house for now, I will say this four, six months. Uh, two times a week, so my house is basically open. How many people come? Depends. Basically. Um, I would say 10 to 15 people a day. Um, so she, he opened on Tuesdays and Thursday. My house, again, is the door is open. There's a sign that says... What's the age range? Uh, we, we, well, it depends on the time. Sometimes in the morning we get um, people who don't, uh, like teenagers who don't go to school or or actually grown-ups grown that actually want just to read and talk to other people and they don't really have the opportunity to do so. Oh, have they all been basically Japanese? Uh, we do have few mixed families, I will say. But yes, the majority of them are, are Japanese. But then again, we haven't been able to see connections in between people that will never connect if they don't have the opportunity to do so it. Did you have seen? I have seen. You have seen? Yes. So have you had any issues? There? Never. We have no issues at all. Then, we, again, my family, oh, because I, I'm, I'm most of the time working, I've only been in the, in the, in the uh, cafe maybe three times since they opened for the last six months because I normally work on those days. Um, no issues at all. But now because they've been open for six months, one time someone from the government came and saw the living room. That's, that's what the, the name of the project for my son is, our living room. It's our living room open to anybody. So they saw what my son was doing and how great it was to, for people who actually have issues on connecting with others or talking to others or really just feel free to do it. Then my son, my, my, the government approached my son now. I said, listen, we have a house. How old is your son? 14. 14, okay. Um, so he's about to move to the house. So mm. the final oh, is so? in, in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the government now have found a house 
that he they are going to actually give to Daisuke and a group of people who actually have different projects within the neighborhood to be able to do what he's oh, doing okay. so in this empty house. And these other people will be able to do what they're doing as well. Yes, exactly. So it's a so house, it's a two-floor house, so the, the two-story house, so they will be able to, Daisuke will be able to run his cafe, again, with the f same approach as we're doing right now, free for all, and people can come in. So and there's no expense to Daisuke? No, no. All, all, all that we get is donations. So basically, we get donations from the food bank for coffee okay. or tea or juices, or sometimes people come and say, listen, I have some cool so juices what does your, for you. So what does your daughter need now for? So um, unfortunately, a few, I mean few months ago, we have, we have an issue with our car dealer, and we, we lost our car. Long story that I don't want to go into details, but we lost our car. So, of course, that was kind of the may, major part of these both projects uh, because the car, we use that car to move books around, to get donations and to basically move the books to the library or to events that we have. We, we use that car to go to the book bank, uh, food bank and get donations from that. Unfortunately, we don't have that car anymore. So, initially, I was trying to approach uh, anyone who was willing. Or my, my daughter approach was actually anybody who was willing to use a car that is being unused right now. Somebody have a van or somebody have a truck that haven't been used for a while and is willing or happy to give it away to an organization or to a project like my daughter and my so son. So how would they, how would they get this? You're gonna be, give me all that information? So yes, can I can get all yeah, that information. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take that information and put it down on this podcast. Not that we really do things yeah. like that, but I don't. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, I, not, it's not a fact that I haven't done it before either. So we'll put that down so people can see where they can donate. Yes. A van, which I'm sure there's some people must have a van. I, maybe yeah. one of the dealerships are going to do it. Or I, I was feeling that that was the case, right? So I, sure. I, I my, again, my daughter wanted to make sure that we use something that is not being used. So, so to, recyc to recycle something. The easy way is probably to ask for money, but we wanted to stay away from that at the beginning, at least to try to see if we can use something that is not being used. Maybe asking for money. Well, anyway, I don't know how we're going to set this thing mm. up. I mean, mm. the podcast isn't yeah. yet. But asking for money wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Either. Yeah, for sure. Then that then might be the, the next step. Of course, it will be easier. But because again, I easier, think yeah. I think there will be an organization because it doesn't have to be. We're willing to work with any organization that say, okay, listen, if you if we donate that van or yeah, truck and you put our you. foundation name, right, or, right, right. so we're willing to work that What's way. What's the name of your foundation? So there's two two project two okay. projects. Uh, one is called BookSwap, like the BookSwap. Book swap. So BookSwap Japan, that's Sarah's project. And Daisuke's project is called Our Living Room. Both of them are pretty active in Twitter and Facebook and all that. So you can find both of them very easy. I might have to get them on someday. Now yeah. back to you. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing from this point on? What do you find yourself doing now? You know, I, I now work in, as, as we covered before, I work in the American Club. So I'm now working um, in Nihonbashi, which is our satellite location. That's so right. we just opened a satellite location. First time ever for the club. Well, too. actually, on the podcast, mm. we did one where you gave yes, me a tour. Yes, exactly. That's correct. You gave me that's a tour, correct. so I'll yes. make sure that's connected to this podcast. Yes, that's correct. So people can see yes, yes, the tour you gave me. It's a great facility, um, and I'm learning a lot. Uh, I was um, given the chance to become a service manager, which actually gave me a chance to not only work in the restaurant, which is something that I've been doing in the club for now 16 years, but now also oversee the fitness center, and I also oversee the reception. Oh, you see, over yeah, yeah. Oh. So now, and now I oversee the whole oh. club in that area. Right. So and service while, so I actually I've been learning a lot on how to improve things. Also, not only re restaurant related, but how can I improve the experience in the fitness center that I never done before? Right, right. How can we make that area better? So again, it's something that now I'm trying to make. I feel a lot of passion for what I do. 
So, but how can I make that passion into action and see where it can take me further? So I'm looking for, for that opportunities also to see how I keep learning from the club. Again, I, I, I've been so blessed to be able to work in the club and I, the club has been so good on me, uh, offering me so many different opportunities like the one I'm, I'm doing now. Um, so I will be glad if I can keep working on, on how can I improve the experience. I always end the podcast by asking this question. Yes. And I want you to try to answer it. What do you consider a good life in Japan to be? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, the one I have, I have to tell you the truth, and I want to be humble about it. But I, I actually, I feel very happy to be where I am in Japan. Um, it's being alone and hard work, roar, but I actually feel that it's a safe place. It's, I, it's, it's a place that I feel my family feel really, really identified and we can grow. We, we try so many different things in this country. We try from zero and grow and broke everything down again and try again and been in, in that situation several times, which I don't think there's many countries that actually you are able to do so. Uh, I feel quite safe. I feel, I feel really, really happy to be able to contribute. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to become Japanese also to see how, how can I contribute more? Can I be part of I probably won't participate in politics, but how can I be part of being able to vote, being able to serve, being able to do other things uh, for my community, for, for my family. So I, I think life in Japan for us has been very, very generous in the way that we are able to actually impact our communities and at the same time impact our family. Because every, every Sunday when we take the books to the library, we, it's tiring. Carrying 2,000 books to the library, to, to the river is, is very tiring. But every time we close that library, we feel so much satisfaction of doing something like that. Every time we close Daisuke's Cafe on a Tuesday evening after we spend the whole day greeting people in and out from my living room and we're able to close that door for the night, we, oh, we feel, wow, it was such an, another great day for us, for the community. So I think, I think that's why it's good life in Japan. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Lee. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. All of you watching this podcast, remember, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Yeah.